Welcome to On Demand. Glad you're with us today. We're going to talk about missed opportunities today. It's so easy to fight the wrong fight, to get into something that doesn't really help you. This series has been really helpful to me because it focuses on how I need to aim at the things I'm trying to reach for, not just be all over the place, and take advantage of the low fruit, the things that I can grab a hold to that are opportunities right in front of me. So stay there. This series is going to be a blessing. I hope you heard the whole thing. If you didn't, focus in on today's message. I'll pray for you at the end. Stay ready with me. On Demand is the Word of God in your hands. Stay there. Well, thank you for joining me in this series. It's been exciting. I've enjoyed it a lot. It's been a word that has helped me because I, it made me focus on what I need to fight about, not the things I don't need to fight about. My temptation, like all of us, is to get distracted and then end up fighting something that doesn't help you. You end up fighting a friend or a family or an issue or get all caught up in politics. I'm not against politics. I think politics is important. But you have to understand that's not the only fight in your life. You need to learn how to deal with the real issues in your life. And I talked about four of them that maybe you need to deal with. Number one was anger. We talked about the importance of you dealing with your anger and how Israel didn't deal with theirs in, in Numbers chapter 14. Then we talked about the importance of backsliding, how sliding backwards in life, how you'll end up not doing things that you need to do. You never noticed how often you're in and out, in and out. Somebody came to me once and said, hey, I'm back, Pastor Rick. I said, well, I didn't know you left. <laughs> it's amazing how you can get to the point that you don't even notice that people left because they leave so often. And we talked about that. Then we talked about the importance of being courageous. How sometimes in life you have to be courageous. You have to do what's hard. And courage in its definition means doing something that's hard to do. And the courage to look at your life and say this is the truth and that's not the truth is really important. And as we close the series, the importance of opportunities. Now I'm going to read the same verse I've been reading all month. It's a tremendous verse. It's simple. It makes a point. And it's a statement made after they found out that getting to the promised land in Numbers chapter 13 was not going to, going to be easy. There was going to be a season of, of tremendous challenge. And they began to grumble and complain. Now listen to this verse again. I'm going to read it one more time. That night, all the members of the community raised their voices and wept aloud. All the Israelites grumbled against Moses and Aaron. And the whole assembly said to them, if only we had died in Egypt or in this wilderness. Why is the Lord bringing us to this land only to let us fall by the sword? Our wives and our children will be taken as plunder. Wouldn't it be better for us to go to back to Egypt? And they said to each other, we should choose a leader and go back to Egypt. Now, what's interesting about this text is it we've used it three different ways. And this is my fourth way to look at it. We looked at the anger side of it. We looked at the fact that they were not only angry, but they were backsliding off back and forth all the time. Then we looked at the fact that they were not really courageous. There was a, a side of them that was fearful. And here we see a fourth side to them. They're missing out on an opportunity. Everything they're saying in this verse, everything we just read, is people saying, I don't want this opportunity. I don't want to be in the promised land. I don't want to, I don't want to advance. We don't want to be a nation. We don't want to win. That is such a sad moment, but that is a, a moment that a lot of people come to. You had a vision to go to school, but when you get there, you have the homework, you have the assignments, you have the test, you, you quit because you, you forget this opportunity. I don't, I don't want to do the hard work that it takes. That's what we talked about last week, doing the hard work. Sometimes an opportunity right in front of you is low fruit. All you have to do is get up and go to work and you can have money, save, get your life better, better in a better position. But 
Again, you don't want to, you don't, you don't want to get up early. There's so many opportunities we have. And I've learned in my life that a lot of the things that I missed, a lot of the opportunities that I missed was because I had the wrong pieces in the wrong places. One of my sayings that I live by is success comes in pieces, not in chunks. It's not a big chunk. It's a small piece. Success comes in pieces. There's something about me getting up and doing the small things that lead to the big opportunities. So, for example, let's say I want to get someplace the next morning and I want to be on time. I want to be there because if I get there on time, I'll be able to get on the plane, fly someplace, have a great, great opportunity. There's a great opportunity for me, but I have to get on the plane at five in the morning. That means I've got to lay out my clothes, pack everything a day or two early. I got to make sure that I'm up, you know, by three o'clock or so. Make sure I get to the airport an hour and a half or so early. I have to make sure that I do everything I can to be on that plane at five o'clock on that morning. But I'll miss that opportunity if I get up at five o'clock in the morning and the plane's taken off or I don't lay anything out and I'm struggling trying to get out the door. A lot of times when you're struggling and you're rushing around, it's because you did not plan for that opportunity. What you see here is complaining about an opportunity, how hard it is, how difficult it is, why is it so hard, why do we have to go through this? And that is a common attitude and that's how people miss opportunities. So let me give you what I call reasons people miss opportunities, okay? This is an important list of a few things. Number one, they, the way they emotionally respond to the challenge is what causes them to miss the opportunity. They're not emotionally mature enough to see the value in this process. So because they don't see the value in it, they're not emotionally mature enough, they respond negatively to it. I don't know why the teacher gave me all this work. I don't know why I got to be to work so early. I don't know why. Well, because this is, what it costs. It's the price tag for the success you want. And if you're not careful, you, your emotional response says you're not ready for it. Second reason that some people miss opportunities is because the way they verbally respond to it. They grumbled and they complained. I mean, if I listen to your words, it tells me a lot about where you are in terms of how you see things. Sometimes I, you just, you're just not seeing things right. And there's absolutely nothing, absolutely nothing that will change until you verbally see it another way, until your life opens and your mind opens and you start talking differently. What a great chance this is. What a great opportunity this is. What a great, what a great gift this is. So when you can do it, see it that way, that good things can happen. Thirdly, the way they responded to leadership. They wanted to fire Moses and Aaron. They, were, they, wanted, to, they wanted to get rid of the people that were advising them. I can listen to you and I can say, your emotional response, your verbal response, and your response to leadership disqualifies you from advancing. A lot of things you say you want in your life will never happen because of the way you respond emotionally to things, the way that you respond to leadership, and the way you talk. It's just not possible. Fourthly, <laughs> the way you misrepresent the truth. It's interesting when you read the story that I just read to you earlier. They want to go back to Egypt. They want to go back to where they were. Really? Well, you, you know, it wasn't that great. Remember, you were in slavery. Remember, they were hard taskmasters. Remember, you had no freedom. And so there's this moment where you see the misrepresentation of truth. If you, you can lie to yourself about what it used to be in the good old days, but you were broker then, remember? <laughs> you were in more trouble. You were, I mean, the past is behind you and you can't go back. And if you misrepresent the facts about the past, you're never going to get there. 
High school was wonderful, but you can't go back to that. So let me make a personal turn here for a minute. Because, you know, when I talk to you about opportunities and how important you need, how you need to focus on your opportunities, here's a question for me. Have I ever missed opportunities? So I listed three that I thought were interesting. What I call these are um, a personal look at my own life and opportunities. Here's a question you might ask me. You ready? Number one, what, are, what opportunities have I missed? What opportunities, opportunities in my life have I missed? Well, I believe that I could have had better margins. Name the area, financial, physical, whatever. I could have had better margins. Now, I have decent margins now, but I could have better margins. See, so it doesn't matter who you are, what you, you know, preacher, not a preacher, whatever. All of us have some area where we miss an opportunity. A fish got away, right? Fishermen, you can respect that, right? Number two, what is the key to my personal future opportunities? If you said, Ricky Temple, Ricky Temple, okay, you say you've missed some opportunities, so you're like me, I've missed some opportunities. What's the key to your future opportunities? You ready? One word. I'm going to put it on the screen for you. You ready? One word. You ready for this to come on the screen? Consistency. The only thing that's going to guarantee me future opportunities is if I'm willing to be consistent. If I am consistent, then things will happen. If I'm not consistent, things are not going to happen. Consistent. I must be consistent. That's the word. Consistent. Thirdly, what is the key to our church's future opportunities? For the church to do well, for a business to do well, for a corporation to do well, there's one big word. You ready? Preparation. You have to prepare to do better. There's some things you have to do. So let me give an example for question one. How do you create better margins? You might ask that question since you said Bricky Temple margins was what you could have had more of. What should I do if I want to have better margins in the future? Ready? Desire better margins. I have to want better margins. I want more savings. I want more cash. I want more time to do things. You know why studying is hard for you? You know why it's hard for you to get your work done? Because you wait too late. You don't give yourself a margin of time. The book report will require 10 hours of reading and writing. You give it five hours. That's why you're pressured. No margin. What if you gave it 20? You might get an A. Your margins are too tight. You got to be someplace at 7. You leave home at 645. No margin. That's why you're late all the time. Margins. Question two, you might ask. How, how do you build consistency in your life? You said you got to be consistent, right? You ready? Set priorities. The only way you're going to be consistent is you set priorities. That's how you do it. People have often said to me, Pastor Ricky, you're so disciplined. You know what I tell them? I, I'm not, I don't think I'm disciplined. I really don't. You know what I am? I'm tired of doing the same thing. I'm tired of making the same mistakes. I'm so frustrated from making the same mistakes. I don't want to be unwise again. So that's why I push to do it early. Study early, sermons early, because I don't want to, I don't want to feel that way. I loathe being late. I hate it. But sometimes that's required to be success requires it. There's something called, Ray, I love this. This might help some of you. It's called covenant conflicts. I understand those come in my life, right? Where I have a covenant to be someplace at nine o'clock, but I got a covenant to take care of an issue at the house, right? So they collide. So sometimes I'm going to be a few minutes late here getting to my nine o'clock because what's at the, what happened at the house requires my immediate attention. There's a fire. How about that? I can't run out right now. I know I got a nine o'clock appointment, but I got a fire. 
I need to put the fire out, then I can go to the nine o'clock appointment. I get there at nine ten. How about that? Huh? You see, so there are covenant conflicts. I get that. But sometimes for some of us, it's not a covenant conflict. It's a lack of consistency. It's a lack of having priorities. We put the wrong things in front of the wrong things. Let me say it again another way. We put the wrong things in front of the right things, right? <laughs> and so we get, we get off. Something to think about. So how, sh- how you should prepare for your future opportunities. You ready? I love this verse because Philippians chapter four, chapter three, I'm sorry, verse 12, tells us how to get this going in the right direction. Here you go. Let me read it for you. Not that I've already obtained all this or I have already arrived at my goal, but here's what I've learned. I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ. Now, there are like three, four things in here that I thought were just too cool to not mention to you. Because if you want to reach and take advantage of opportunities, if you want this to happen, Paul says, let me show you what I've learned to do in order to do that. Number one, he said, I developed a pressing attitude. You must press forward. You must lean in like a runner running to reach the tape. You got to lean in to life. Secondly, you must develop the gift of forgetting, letting things go, not dwelling on the past. Living in the past is not going to help you. Thirdly, develop the gift of straining. I love this verse. He says, I learned to strain like a, like, like a runner does when he's getting to the finish line. He strains to reach that line, straining every nerve. You must not be afraid to strain and lean into this thing with energy and pressure. Fourthly, develop a culture of goal setting. Set the goal. These are the things I'm trying to accomplish. Be specific. You must be clear about what your desired destination is. When you get in the car, you're going east, west, north, or south. Where are you going? Be clear about that in your life. Be clear about what you're trying to do and not trying to do. Here's the next time you go on a date. Here's what you should do. Ask yourself, am I trying to have a baby today? Is this baby-making day? Am I trying to have a baby? <laughs> Some of you are thrown off by that, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, but am I, what am I trying to do? Coming over here, rolling around with you all day. I am, I am headed to baby land or something. I'm headed to it. Where, where am I, what am I trying to do? What is my goal? What is your destination? Some of you can't get past that, right? You're stuck there. Did he really say that way? How'd that jump in there? It helps you. I'm trying to get you to see a picture. You're not care- if you're not careful, you, you act like your only destination in life is to fall in love with somebody. The only destination in life, the only goal you have in life is to live for your children, not for yourself. Your only goal, you, have, you don't have any personal goals for you. What is your destination? I'll tell you one thing. If you try to get there on your children's train, you're not going to be a happy person because that's their train. When they get a certain age, they want to ride their own train. Don't try to ride on their train or the grandparent train. None of those trains can get you where you want to be in the land of full happiness. Trust me, it's a joy. I love my children. I love my grandchildren. I love the people in my world. But I've learned that they are not always thinking about me. I have to be clear about me. I have to understand what my destination is. If happiness is my destination, I can't allow or or require somebody else to drive me to it. I need a man so that I can get to happy land. You're not going to get to happy land because you got a man or a woman. I'm wondering just if I had somebody to warm in the bed at night, to huddle up on that I'd be happy. Uh, 
not they sleep wild and slap you in the face and stuff. I mean, who's to say that this, this is not, it's not the land of happy if you have a black man or a white woman or an Asian woman, right? Listen, none of that's true. It's nice to have somebody in your life. I'm not against any of that. I'm simply making a point. Happy plus happy equals real happy. I'm happy, you're happy, we happy. A job won't do it. A career will not do it because they're all in. My destination in life is always evolving and growing, but I've learned what not to make my destination. I've learned not to allow myself to develop this idea that, you know, this is going to be all that makes me happy. I do need to have goals. That's the point I'm trying to make. So if you want to be a person who takes advantage of opportunities, you've got to be, have a pressing attitude, a forgetting attitude, a straining attitude, and a goal-setting attitude. But be clear that you set goals that make sense. Now, I want to say I'm done. And I want to take a turn and get you ready for next week. The next series is about, I love this series. It's so incredible. It's about spiritual discipline and becoming emotionally clear. There are times in life when you think you are clear, right? You think you got it all figured out and you don't. Sometimes in life you don't. Sometimes you're, you're kind of just kind of floating around and you're kind of you're making it, but you're not really, really, really where you need to be in your head. And sometimes you need to be reminded. And so I want to talk about your life next week, next month, in a way that shows where you are. It's kind of like, where are you? If you're going to get to where you want to be, you've got to know where you are, where you are spiritually and where you are emotionally. And so next, next month, we're going to talk about that. Where are you? Where are you? And if you don't know where you are spiritually, and if you don't know where you are emotionally, you're not clear, you're going to end up in a place you don't want to be. So join me as we talk about where you really are. It's going to be a great study. I'll see you then. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for the opportunity to be with your people. May the word of God come alive. May it awaken in their spirits in a way that's real. And may they hear you today. And may they become spiritually in tune. May they become people who get the message. They understand the power of fighting the right fight, not being wrapped up in anger, not being a backslider up and down, not being a person who's always in the wrong place. I need them, Lord God, to focus their mind and their heart so they can receive your best. May this be that time, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. My name is Pastor Ricky Temple. If you're first time with us, we're honored you're with us. I hope the word helped you today. If you heard the message and you said, I need to start a walk with God. I need to get my life right with the living God. Here's what I want you to do. I want you, let me pray. pray you pray with me. I want to pray one more prayer. And then I want you to think about making a decision to serve Christ to make a decision to get your life right with God. I don't care what your religious background is, let's get you moving toward God in the right way. Father, may this be the moment they make that move towards you to surrender their lives. May it change their lives forever. May they never be the same. May this be that starting day in Jesus' name, amen. I pray this inspired you to take advantage of your opportunities. Israel had opportunities. They missed them sometimes because they didn't focus. I don't want you to miss yours. Let's pray. Father, I pray that the hand of God would be strong upon us as a people, that we hear your word today, that the power of the living God would be present in our lives, that we'd embrace the opportunities in front of us, that we'd fight the right fight and not get distracted. 
And we give you all the praise in Jesus name. Amen. Listen, thank you for being with me today here on demand. If you're blessed by today's message, link it and send it to a friend. I'll see you next time in a brand new series you don't want to miss. It's really powerful. I'll see you then. Have a great day. Bye bye.